Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. As we adapt in this season of pandemic, we are meeting in our house churches, in person and online, as a primary space for worship, formation, connection, and encouragement. Teachings like this are one way we engage with scripture, seeking to become more like Christ. These teaching podcasts also serve as a conversation starter for deeper engagement at House Church. We're glad you're listening. Good morning, Renew. Today marks the beginning of Advent. We're really looking forward to this season. If you've been with us for a long time, you know the drill. This is a season when our antennas are up. We're standing on our tiptoes and we are excited for the work that God is going to do in us and through us. If you're new with us, we have some very specific ways where we try to engage our formation for mission. We feel like Advent is such a beautiful time for us to continue to grow as a family of believers who love Jesus and are committed to loving the world well. A couple different things that we do uh, this year, we have an Advent calendar for those of you that were at the gathering, whether streaming or, or there in person, you heard a little bit about it. If you have not gotten a copy of that, please check the weekly email. Great way for us to engage the formation, uh, not only by ourselves, but also with others in this season. Um, I really appreciate the work Lindsay did in that. Also, families, there is going to be story time each Sunday for to engage with the children. And we're really excited to expose our kids to our great storytellers that we have. There's also the Jesse Tree. Some of you have signed up for that. Thank you, Mary and Megan, for putting those together for people. Uh, don't forget to have your boxes of love completed and ready to go on the dates that are uh, spoken of in the email. And also, if you did not pick up your box of love yet, please let me know. I need to get them out of my basement. Um, there's a art show at R5. We're really looking forward to that. If you're an artist who's looking to submit some work, please contact Michael Smith. Or if you're someone who wants to volunteer and to be part of it or sign up to go through it, please be on the lookout for more information in the weekly email. Blue Christmas is coming up. There's going to be more information to follow. Katina has been working on that. We're really excited that we get a chance to observe Blue Christmas again this year. And then lastly, be on the lookout for more information around Advent giving. Every year we are floored with the generosity of our community and the way we continue to give faithfully and trust God with our finances. And so we're looking forward to seeing what that is going to be for this year. So be on the lookout for that too. <sighs> now that that's over... Advent this year feels a bit different. As I was talking with some folks just a few weeks ago, the word raw came out several times. It just feels raw. I don't know if it was as much raw as what the weather feels like when it's cold and damp outside or raw in the way that it feels like it's even more vulnerable because of what's been going on in the world around us. But I really appreciate the acronym that Ben came up with, with raw. It says that it is a time for reflection, anticipation, and a space to be with others. And so Advent is a season for us to reflect. It invites us and it invites Jesus to, to enter into the nooks and crannies of our souls. We get opportunities to repent and rejoice or rejoice and repent. That we bring him in and allow him access to all the spaces and feels and ways in which we've been formed or deformed in the season that was. We anticipate, and I specifically am anticipating hope renewed and restored in us in this season. 
because we look back to this old story to be reminded that we are in the middle of the story that ends and begins with Christ the King coming. And we with one another. Advent is when we learn God's heart by the giving of his middle name, Emmanuel, God with us. But it's not just about God being with us. It's also the season where we enter into life with one another. It's the space where we see Jesus as the centerpiece and we are journeying with one another towards him. We get that the difficulty of of Advent is real and 2020 is no exception. But Renew, we must press into Jesus in our relationships this year. We don't journey through Advent alone, but we're, we're with others. And so in this raw Advent season, I want to remind us that it is a human. It is so human. We begin with the family tree of Jesus in Matthew 1. And it's not difficult to see the story of sin and brokenness. It is not a sexy story. It takes place in backwoods towns, in fields, in animal shelters, in kingdoms, and in exile. And we look to John 1 and we begin to see this bigger theological picture of the light coming into the darkness. Advent is this yearly rhythm when we stand on our tiptoes and we enter into the story of the whole of Scripture. We follow the cord of salvation that begins in creation. And it goes through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It flows through Egypt, enslavement, and freedom, and identity, and wilderness. It moves the people of God into the promised land. And we meet the judges and kings, and we see civil war and exile and return from exile. We meet wanderers and warriors, child priests and kings, stuttering speakers, broke down people, harlots, spies, big kings, boy kings, good kings and bad kings, and the ever-present obscure prophets who are calling the people back to the heart of God. We dust for the divine fingerprints in the Torah, the historical books, the wisdom books, and the prophets, and we remember what it is like to wait for God to enter into the story of hope lost at the garden and hope found in the manger. The Advent story is human, my friends. There is a pregnant teenager, infant side, a heartbroken husband, dirty shepherds, old forgotten prayer warriors, angry kings, angelic hosts, silent in-laws, and stargazers. And you and I fit into this story too. Year after year, We come together like the band of shepherds to behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Advent begins every year with hope. And we typically think of hope as a feeling that something desirable is likely to happen. Unlike a wish or a longing, hope implies expectation of obtaining something that is desired that is real. The Hebrew word for hope is tikva. And the picture we get from that language is, is one of a cord. And it comes from the Hebrew word kava, which means to bind together, to collect, to expect, to tarry, to wait for, on, or upon. And I want to draw our attention to this picture of the tangible woven cord, a bound cord or a rope. 
a thread that not only can be seen with eyes, but is something that one can grasp and hold with their hands. In other words, hope is something real enough that we can cling to it. Hope is not something that is out of our reach. The first occurrence of the word tikva in the Bible is in the second chapter of the book of Joshua. And it's the account as Israel is getting ready to enter the promised land and they come to the first big city, the walled Jericho. And it's where these two Israelite spies meet Rahab, the woman of the night, who is part of the family tree of Jesus. And let me just pick up in chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. It says this, The men said to her, We shall, fr- we shall be free from this oath to you, which you have made us swear, unless when, we become, unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in your window, through which you let us down, and gather to yourself into your house, your father and your mother and your brothers and all your father's household. She said, according to your words, so be it. So she went, so she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet cord in their window, in her window. See, Advent invites us to hope and not in a fairy tale way, but to tie our lives onto the tangible person of Christ. And hope is a word that has been used much Some of us are hoping for a spouse. We're hoping that a relationship will get better. We hope for a cure. We hope for a baby. We hope that a vaccine will work. We hope that we would be able to be close to the people that we love again. We hope this pandemic will come to an end. We hope for the social unrest to stop and the justice to flow from heaven to earth. And all these things are not bad. These longings come from knowing the heart of a God who loves us and calls us to pursue his kingdom and his kingdom principles with Jesus the King on the throne and in the throne room of our hearts. And so my question today, is your hope misplaced or are you experiencing misplaced hope? And so hope misplaced is like like the misplacing of our keys that we lose the thing that we're looking for, whether it is tangible or not. Our hope is melted away like the candle burning at both ends. Hope misplaced is the invitation to believe again, to cling to Jesus. You don't have to look any harder or farther, but you find it in the manger. It's easy to misplace hope in this time. When we look at the headlines, we find our hope dwindling. When we see the numbers rising, our hope dwindles. When we see the ways in which the rumors and the conversations that are circling around despair and deception continue to go, our hope is misplaced. When our browser refresh is what brings us joy, our hope is misplaced. And misplaced hope, placing our hope in things that aren't stable, like the stock market flux, or hoping that a person or getting things just right in life will make it good and right. The temptation to put our hope in things and people other than Jesus is strong in us. But the question is for us today, who is it that sits on the throne? However, we are invited to place our hope in Jesus the King who meets us with love and saves us from sin and death. Because misplaced hope will only meet its end when our hope is found in Jesus. In other words, if my heart is not convinced that Jesus is the answer, then I need to keep looking. I need to repent 
and remind myself that the God of the universe loves me and I can put my full weight and tie on to him. Jesus is our tikva. He is the thread through all of the scriptures. But when we think that we tied ourselves to him, what actually happens is we find out that he has been tied to us all along. And this hope rope of Jesus will not fail. Like Rahab, hope is not a mental concept, but it's something that we embody. We are called to enact hope, to tie the scarlet cord and to hold it in your hand. We are called to be the tikva in the life of others. I think back multiple times in the last week of the paralyzed man on the mat. His friends grabbed their tikvas and they dug through a roof and they lowered him down. Onto the corners of the mat, they tied their tikva, their hope. As the man laid there paralyzed by fear, anxiety, doubt, and anger, the four friends tied their hope and dropped the man in. The journey to get, to, hope, to get hope into us is not an easy one because it usually means that you are in a difficult spot or you've experienced life or there's been a story that has got you to the place of hopelessness. There seems to be a hopelessness in the air today where everything seems to be going hell in everywhere in all the corners of the places of our world. But when we come to Tikva, the hope that we can see and touch and place our faith in, joy, peace, and love began to spring up because with God, nothing is impossible. And I want to remind us today that on the first Sunday of Advent, that hope doesn't arrive in a politician or a political party. It doesn't arrive in strength or power, but it comes to us in a manger. And what God does in that manger calls us to wake up to place our hope in God who is at work, to believe again, to see joy and love and peace enacted and restored and renewed by the hope that we have placed in the person of Jesus. I want to be very clear. Hope doesn't pretend that the difficult things are not there. It doesn't call us to put on a happy face. It calls us, as John suggests, to wake up to the bigness of God to his radical love, to the reality of the kingdom and the power of the Holy Spirit has come to us. Hope becomes possible through Jesus. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about how to practice hope this morning. And I believe that practicing hope begins by naming the places where hopelessness has taken root, naming these things as a way of taming these things. And house churches, my prayer is that as we come up with big and small and ordinary ways to tie hope on and weave our hope together this Advent, that I want to remind you in closing that when the world sees hope, it pauses and is invited into wonderment again. Thank you for listening to the podcast of The Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.